welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Amy McDonald here. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Weekly Call. This week we're going to be doing some storytelling because I love all the stories of yoga. And uh, for people who um, come on my retreats, they tell me they like the stories of yoga as well. So fun, we're going to do some yoga storytelling on the topic of perseverance. Before we jump in, I've got some congratulations and some shout outs to do. <clears throat> so some of you, uh, uh, last month I had a flash sale and I offered a 90 minute intensive uh, on sale over the Thanksgiving weekend. And um, I've, I'm loving getting to know a whole bunch of new people who collected one of those intensives in the sale and hanging out with you all and so inspired by all of the great work that you're doing. Um, I, I wanted to do a shout out to uh, I wanted to do a shout out to Susan in San Francisco. I can't believe it, Susan, that that was the first time we've actually spent together, you and me. Uh, you feel like such a familiar soul to me. We've been, um, you know, you've been on the podcast on joining me live on these for what feels like yonkers. So um, congratulations to Susan. We helped, I helped Susan work on mapping out her chakra course, which was super fun. Uh, Romina in Montmorency yesterday, uh, we had a great time. Romina has uh, graduated Power Living 200-hour YTT uh, I think it was July, do you say, Romina? And um, and she's already teaching two regular classes a week, and we've mapped out how she's going to go to $800 a week of yoga revenue with ease and flow starting January next month, that is, uh, 2019, adding two classes to her schedule. Uh, she is committed to working on her business more consistently uh, in the lead-up to that, and um, and offering yoga to the good people of Montmorency and Eltham who need it. So congratulations to you, Romina. I just love that. Uh, unlike me, who fifth-faffed around for about four years before I figured out uh, that you actually need to take yourself seriously if you're going to have a yoga business, uh, I love that you're jumping in straight away. So good for you on that one. That was super fun, and congratulations on all that you're doing. Uh, Chandra, also in the what do you call that, outer northeastern suburbs of Melbourne with a home-based studio. We had a great conversation about authenticity and really conveying what you're about to in order to attract the right students. How do you make sure that you're appealing to the right people? And we talked about photo shoots and getting more of Chandra's location, not only written on the website, but this goes for anybody if you don't have written on your website where you teach your classes, it's really important, and it's something that I see people forget like crazy regularly. So making sure that the location, location of your classes is on your uh, site, <clears throat> but also how you can convey that pictorially. Uh, and so for Chandra, you know, having some photos taken of her doing yoga and the sort of yoga that she's about, kind of on location so that people can know um, if if that she's their teacher because the photos of her doing yoga suggest that she lives in their town. And where Chandra lives has the most gorgeous, eucalypt, old uh, river red gum remnant vegetation, absolutely beautiful. So, Chandra, I'm so excited to see some of those trees on your website and the colour palette, that incredible 
burgundy, luscious, rich color will just look so beautiful uh, on your website. So, and for everybody else who's had an intensive with me and everybody who's got one booked in over the next month or so, I am just loving it. Thank you so much for all that you're doing to help spread yoga, to help call in more people, to help specialize. Um, Jay, I've got to talk about Jamie of Florida and Maine. Uh, who has, um, Jamie, Jamie was, I think Jamie graduated growing a yoga business the second round. So was that a year ago now? Um, and Jamie's just opened a brand new studio in, in Florida, totally seasonal business and embracing that. We had an intensive this week as well and she's just launching her second season. So she had a fall season and now she's offering the winter season. Um, just loving Jamie how you are really owning your speciality. You know, she has, um, all the classes on the schedule, they're deeply therapeutic. You know, they're, they're small by design, eight people max by design, and how she's really holding true to what she's about and what she believes in. Um, Jamie also did, while she was doing GYB and beyond, did a pretty intensive uh, yoga therapeutic, yoga therapy training, and she's really owning that in her studio. So, Jamie, it's super inspiring to see you doing that work in Florida. Lucky all of those retirees who need you to help support them in their fabulously aging bodies. While we're doing shout-outs, I cannot go past uh, one of my private clients, Greg in Toowoomba in uh, um, Northern Australia. Greg sent me an email yesterday. You know, guys, if you're joining me live today, type me some sugar into the, into the Q&A box if you know this moment. Greg launched his website um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, less than a month ago. We workshopped how to get some online payment buttons happening so that people could buy online. A week later, Greg launched his first ever Facebook ads campaign. Greg sent me an email overnight to say that he had sold yoga classes to a man that he didn't know who bought his classes online, this is the best part ever, while Greg was on holiday in New Zealand. I want to say a massive congratulations to Greg. Type me something into the chat if you can remember the moment that someone you didn't know bought something from you from the internet, not like from eBay, I'm talking about yoga, bought something from you from the internet and uh, and even better while you were A, sleeping, B, on holiday or see anything else that wasn't sitting at your computer. It is a fine moment indeed. So congratulations to Greg. And then the last shout out I have to do, because this was just like, there's moments in your business when you're like, dang, this is why I am doing this. Uh, when was it? I think it was Tuesday night. <clears throat> um, we had before, so you all know that I do a retreat in Thailand at least once a year. It's only going to be once a year in 2019, folks. I just want to make that clear. There's only one retreat in Thailand with me in 2019. It happens in just over a month. Hit me up if you want the info because otherwise you're going to miss out for 2019. Okay, so anyway, before I do those retreats, I always – about a month out, a bit earlier this year because of Christmas, whatever – we have a, a video conference call where everybody who's coming on retreat gets on the video conference and gets to look at each other, gets to introduce themselves, gets to see everybody so that when everybody arrives at the collection point, there's all familiar faces so that people feel very comfortable saying, hey, who wants to have dinner the night before the retreat starts? I'm in town and all of that good stuff happens. Everybody can ask their questions about 
what power adapter do I need and how can, you know, what has gluten and what doesn't. Anyway, so we had that on Tuesday and it was so much fun. And this has never happened before. This is the fifth time I've done this retreat in Thailand. I've always done this video hookup, but this is the first time ever that every single person that is coming on that retreat turned up to that video conference. And so everybody got to meet everybody else, all of the people who have never traveled alone before or never been to Thailand before or never been on a yoga retreat before. They all got to meet everybody else. And there was a couple, there's a couple of people, Catherine and, and Susie are coming back for the second time. So they were able to talk about, you know, what not to worry about and how to feel comfortable. And it was just the most lovely get together. And so I'm feeling really, really excited about that. I wanted to say congratulations to all those women who showed up on the call and met each other and, um, you know, put the time aside to, to be there live because I know that that's a big deal. Life gets full. Um, so thank you so much. And I also wanted to just do a shout out for for all of us, and this leads so beautifully into the topic for today. You know, if you are, if you feel like it's all got hard, if you feel like you're really struggling or you're really, here we go, pushing shit uphill, um, you know, we're going to talk about perseverance today because while I can sit here this morning and say, oh my God, I just had the most amazing conference call with all of the people who are coming on my retreat and they're all going to have a great time and I'm going to make a bunch of money and it's never going to be easier because it's, I, I've done it so many times and it's all effortless and wonderful. It wasn't always like that. Uh, like I said, this is the fifth time I've been doing it. Um, and so, so if you are feeling, well, Amy, actually you're like rainbows and unicorns. All of the good things that are happening in your business talk is actually making me feel even more shit today. <laughs> I get it. I get it, uh, and I'm sending you like oodles of love because um, because we we all go through that. You know, sometimes you're in sometimes you're in the city, sometimes you're in the forest, sometimes you're on the revelation phase, sometimes you're in the concealment phase, sometimes you're in growth, and sometimes you're in destruction. And uh, and and those cycles and rhythms are normal. So please never feel disheartened. Um, it's a choice if you take someone else's success as inspiration or as something to bring you down. And I lovingly invite anybody who feels like they're in a slump right now, I lovingly invite you to consider anyone else's success as a homeopathic dose that you can take to fuel your own. Don't let it bring you down. Let it boost you up. And if you are in my community, you know that we take a stand for this. We do not believe in competition here. We believe in uh, buoying each other up and sharing information. You know, I mentioned earlier Romina in Montmorency in, in, uh, out of Melbourne. She's only been teaching since July. Um, she, she's got two classes running. They're going quite well. We were talking about all the things she needs to do to finish off her website and get her social media cooking. And I said to her, look, make sure that you are in my Facebook group because it's full of 4,000 or whatever yoga teachers who want you to be successful, who believe in the power of yoga, who have an appetite for sharing and collaboration. Like, don't go reinvent the wheel, folks. If you're in a slump or if you're in a sticky situation or if you've got someone showing up for class who has an injury that you don't understand or you're in a dispute with a student and you're not sure how to handle it or if you're embarking on your first afternoon workshop and you're not sure where to put the toilet break, 
you know, if you're looking for that sort of support, you don't have to figure this out by yourself. Don't feel that you're alone in the wilderness. Reach out. Ask. Um, Rosie posted something great about um, what journal should, what planner should she be looking to use next year? Um, Susie posted something great about how do you make sure you teach really well on Skype? You know, keep those conversations happening. And if you're not in the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group, hit me up. We'll let you in as long as you're not going to like spam us or promote all of your own shit and breach the, you know, boundaries that we have. I, you guys know me. I, I like myself a healthy boundary. We will throw you out. You try and sell your yoga leggings in my Facebook group. But if you're looking for help and support and inspiration and motivation, get yourself in there and be asking. And and please also know it's a safe space to celebrate your success. Susan's here today. Hey, Susan. Susan in Florida, whose photo shoot was just divine. Susan, I double dog, down dog dare you to post one of those photos in the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group. I want to I want everybody to celebrate how gorgeous your pictures are, Susan. They're really, really fabulous. You will inspire so many other yoga teachers to go have their first photo shoot by sharing yours. Susan in Florida, joining me for round three of the Keep Growing Mastermind, which gets started next month. Awesome. All right, so let's jump into anyone else. Sorry, I should just say anyone else who's here live with me this morning. Uh, type me a hello into the q and I always like to know who am I chatting to. Uh, on a Thursday morning, who else is here that's got um, anything to share, anything that I can help you with, type on into the Q&A box. All right, so let's talk about perseverance because, um, you know, sometimes it can feel like, um, sometimes it can feel like wading through mud. I remember uh, I remember that perseverance moment when um, – when I had only just met my teacher, I'd done a 200-hour teacher training. I'd started to understand that yoga was a bigger place than what I'd thought from my 20 years of Shivananda yoga. Whoopsie. Um, and so I'd started to follow this guy around called Noah Maze. Every time he came to Australia, I'd try and get myself there. And that was back in the, back in the days when I was pursuing an Anusara path. And in the Anusara tradition, at least at that time, before you could do the Anusara teacher training, you had to do these blocks of what were called uh, immersions and that were awesome to build up some sort of pre-teacher training skill and I'd done the first two and I was up to doing the third one and I and I decided that I would book myself into do number three the hardest of all of them with this guy this American man who knew uh, Amy's Australian Shivan under lineage she was now studying with some man ah, from America um, and I would take myself to Queensland and I would do this four-day thing with this guy. And so I get there, uh, fly in, staying with my friends. They have two children. What? I'm already like crazy out of my comfort zone. Children. Uh, but anyway, there we have it. And um, and this was before the days of Uber and those sorts of things. So I think I took like three buses to get to the studio where the training was. Get there. and um, And I'm just on time. And Noah has this huge whiteboard and he's writing down the Sanskrit, like, I don't know, three columns of Sanskrit to do a three-hour lead vinyasa practice. And all he writes on the whiteboard are the Sanskrit names. And I think, like, I I want to know if this is still a thing of the Anasaris, but I think it was like a half eye of the tiger. You remember those? That's what it, that's what that's what he wrote down on the whiteboard. I don't know what is that like forty different Sanskrit words. 
Now, bearing in mind that my Shivananda tradition, uh, Elaine, who taught me yoga at the Continuing Adult Education <laughs> College in Melbourne, uh, had never once used a Sanskrit word. Uh, I was I'd, I had light on yoga because I needed it for my teacher training, but you know I didn't know how to use it because I can help Mr. Iyengar. Like if I don't know the Sanskrit, I just got to look at all the pictures until I hope to God to find something. It was hard to get your way around light on yoga if you don't know much Sanskrit. But no, right all these poses down. He's like, okay, we're going to take a quick break before we get started. I'm paraphrasing. You got ten minutes. If there's anything on this whiteboard that you don't know, you've got ten minutes with light on yoga to figure it out, and then we're going to do this. And I'm like, are you kidding? There is 40 Sanskrit words there. And I know like Tadasana and Shavasana and everything else in the middle. I'm fucked. Like I've got <laughs> no clue. So I try and smash it and I'm doing like a teamwork thing with someone else. It's like a car rally, you know. You're all pouring over the map trying to figure it out, trying to get all of the details. And there's a competition and it's like some weird reality TV show. And my team is losing. But anyway, we do what we can. <laughs> the music starts. We're all on the mat. So Noah is not saying anything other than like uh, he had, I don't even know if he had an iPhone, but some kind of timer that's playing the ding every time it's time to change. And it's like down dog, pose one, down dog, pose two, down dog, pose, but you can imagine for three hours. Right. And now that I'm already at the edge of my comfort zone, but then, now I don't know if you know this part of my story, folks, but why did, this is my, why did Amy become a yoga teacher story? Amy went to Thailand to do a 40 day, 200 hour yoga teacher training intensive because her life got blown up, aka colossal dumping. Like, end of marriage, end of family, end of house, end of home business, end of identity as she knew it. Life got blown up. Out of the blue, two days before her birthday, with a text message. Hello, that was essentially what took Amy to go do a yoga teacher training. So anyway, I'm in this like seriously tapasya environment, freaking out that I'm too fat and I'm too old and I don't know the Sanskrit and I'm too close to the teacher and all the rest of it that's going on. And I'm in Queensland and I'm from Victoria and I'm sweating bullets and everybody else is like, yeah, you know, that whole thing is going on, that whole story, that whole inadequacy story that was pretty much my Bible, uh, circa 2009. <laughs> and if that's not enough, then Noah's playlist suddenly includes the whole breakup album, Amy's entire breakup album. You know, you know that album, that album that you played over and over and over again during the most painful breakup of your life that you just like bore your eyes out. It was the totally... I am going to be self-indulgent with my heartache right now and I'm going to play this album again and again and again. You know it. You know it, right? Type it into the chat. What was your self-indulgent breakup album called? <laughs> well, at that time, mine was the soundtrack from Into the Wild. Thanks, Eddie Vedder. Fantastic soundtrack. Love, love, love. Um, but that was my breakup album and it was on Noah's playlist every it was like Diva Pramal. Okay, I can recover. Eddie Vedder, I'm back. I'm like a mess. So that three hours of already up tight against all of my self-worth triggers, body image, uh, like knowledge, who, all of it, plus layer onto that, 
rip your heart out because remember only whatever it was, I don't know, eight months ago, your life turned to shit. Well, welcome back uh, with the soundtrack of my breakup. So this is where Amy got the perseverance lesson hard. You know, when, you know when the universe gives you opportunities to learn? Alison Kelsey, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm talking to you right now, sister. You get the opportunities to learn and then you get the opportunities to learn and then you freaking get the opportunity. You know how it just dials up the potency of the lesson until you're like, all right, I'm getting the lesson. You don't need to put me through this again. I've, I get it. I've got it. That was me, Perseverance, 2019 or 20, 2009, whatever it was. Back then, Shree, I'm talking to you. I was there with you, Julie, at Shree in Brisbane, bawling my eyes out, sweating bullets, struggling to keep up, begging myself, do not go to Balasana. Do not go to Balasana. <laughs> Just keep breathing. You can do this. Perseverance. And man, do you learn a lot about yourself when you put yourself into those environments. You know, that if you think about all of those sadhus that do whack daddy stuff, if we think about all of those holy men before the Puranas, you know, the holy men before Tantra kind of rose up when they were out there, if we, you know, this is, um, these, these are the holy men that the Buddha was hanging, hanging out with before he became the Buddha, doing all of these whacked out austerities for the very reason that they were looking to overcome and transcend. You do, you persevere, you persevere, you persevere in order to touch your true nature, in order to overcome and transcend. You you live, what is Carlos Palmeida was teaching us about this, one of the first yoga asana of that time was called the bat, and it involved hanging upside down in a tree for like years. Why? <laughs> Why? Um, because it's about perseverance, it's about overcoming and transcendence. It's about uh, recognizing that your that your that your limitations may in fact simply be beliefs, and they may not be limitations at all. And that in doing something like that, you can realize who are you really. You can overcome and transcend your own limiting beliefs. That definitely happened to me on the sticky mat uh, back then in that very hot yoga room. Those three hours were throw yourself into the fire and be transformed. And I really believe that having a yoga business provides us with that opportunity again and again and again. What can you, how can you persevere in order to, to overcome and transcend? And so the story, and funnily enough, that story wasn't the story I was talking about when I emailed you all about the topic of this podcast. The story I want to tell is, of course, one of our yogini superstars, Parvati, Parvati, the the deity of overcoming, perseverance, overcoming and transcendence. This chick had all of that in spades. So uh, I'm going to, this is not the most, the most, uh, I don't think, the most popular Parvati story, but it's one of my favorites. So Parvati, she's not actually a deity, right? Parvati was just a chick. I mean, a royal chick, but she was just a lady, real mortal woman, um, and she had glimmerings of divinity, but she was just like us. We all have glimmerings of divinity, right? Some days more so than others. Uh, but she was not a. Uh, she was not born of the. I don't know. She was not churned up out of the milky ocean, Lakshmi style. She was 
she didn't spring forth from someone's third eye, Carly style. She was a, she was born like probably most of us listening to the podcast were. Fairly standard human. Fabulous. Jai. <clears throat> but she knew that she was set for greatness. Uh, particularly in the in the realm of romance. Now, if you've ever seen a picture of Shiva in the form of like the Adi Yogi, so the uh, the Adi Yogi, the first Yogi, Shiva in the cave, Mount Kailash, doing his doing his satana, being a committed Yogi, committed practitioner. Please don't email me hate mail here. I'm saying this with all love and respect with my Western cultural lens he was hot i'm talking like smoking you go find you go google up adi yogi pictures of shiva at that time like dang so here's the thing about shiva sexy af like i said please don't send me hey you know i'm saying this is all reference and like you know god which is kind of sexy and uh incredibly dedicated practitioner he was all that and then some Okay, I'm painting the picture. Go look at it. Go, go like get on. You get yourself into Pinterest. Do like hot shiver. Whoa, yes, that's what I'm talking about. And Parvati was like, Mom, Dad, I know you want me to marry like a prince and everything, but I gotta tell you, there's this dude. He's actually God. He's blue because he's God. He's living in a cave. He's totally holy as hell and smoking. And I kind of just want to marry him. And when she was a little girl, they're like, yeah, that's cute. Isn't she sweet? Look, everybody, our daughter thinks she's going to marry Shiva. Aww. Right. But she didn't let it go of it. She was committed to this ambition. It wasn't just some schoolgirl fantasy to the point where her her dad, he was trying to hook her up with really eligible princes. And she was like, nah, I'm sorry, dad, but this guy just doesn't have what it takes. Sure, he's a prince and he's got heaps of money and you know, all that, but but is he sexy God? No, and you kind of can't compete with that, you know, <laughs> like, you know, um, and so she just stuck with it, and it got to the point where her parents, no matter how hard they tried, and they, you know, they tried to set her up with eligible suitor after eligible suitor, and she just wouldn't have it. She was She would not have it. Now, could you imagine if your child said, I know you want the best for me, but actually what I'm going to do is go live in a mountain and seduce God to marry me, a mere mortal. I mean, what do you do? I don't know. These days you probably take, you know, you probably medicate your kids, right? Not so then, thankfully. So they gave up with trying to matchmake her because it, it just, it, they could feel in her that persistence. They could feel in her her dedication and her commitment to her truth. And so Parvati went to Mount Kailash and she adorned herself and she did all of the things she knew how to do. And she went to, 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 um, what's the right word here? She went to, um, well, she went to give herself to Shiva. She went to, um, not sacrifice, but you know, she went to 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 make a a gift of herself to to the Adiyogi to to this is past the Rudra stage, but you know, to to that form of Shiva that was the ultimate yogi living in a cave and being totally focused on his meditation. You know, eyes closed, Shiva. And because he was so committed, uh, he obviously 
he didn't even notice her. He just continued with his practice. Um, he was like focused. But poverty did not let herself be rejected. She did not give up. She she identified that, okay, that didn't work. Like charming him didn't work. He's so focused, he didn't even see me. And one And one of the reasons that I love him so much is that focus. So I'm going to stay true to myself. I'm I'm not going to give up. I'm going to stay persistent. What can I do next? So she started doing things like sweeping out the cave and bringing the flowers for the puja so that he had everything that he needed to do his sadhana. And she did this for a really long time. She was so persistent. She did all of the shitty jobs to keep his cave spick and span. And she became the the temple assistant, the attendant, doing all of this work for him. Um selflessly well selflessly except of course she was looking to win him over and have him take her as his wife but you get my point but again he was like focused and yeah sure the flowers were there and he could do the puja and there didn't seem to be a whole lot of dust around but this guy had like crazy dreadlocks because he was not you know pantining every day he was focused he was doing his practice and so again her best effort to be the perfect um temple attendant went unnoticed because he had other things on the go. He was not thinking about this beautiful young maiden who was so devoted to him and, and doing everything that he needed to keep himself supported. No, no, he was focused. He had the eyes closed. He was he was in the zone. He was samadhiing himself up the yin-yang. He was like, you know, not thinking about the ladies, right? So again, poverty stayed persistent. She did not give up. Next, what did she do? Here's the Yoga Cupid story. She got the god of desire, Karma, to shoot the arrow. You think that Cupid was the only one with the love arrow? No, we got our own. We got one in our tradition, Karma. So the arrow didn't go so well for Karma, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you've been doing practice, if you've been tapasyaing yourself that much, you've got some pretty strong skills. So anyway. Long story short, uh, Karma got done with his own arrow there. Whoopsie, he didn't go so well. But the intention, Parvati's intention was, okay, he's not, he didn't see me when I just came to ask. He didn't notice me when I was being the dedicated attendant. I'm going to try the love arrow yoga Cupid situation. That also didn't work. Poor Karma didn't come off so well there. But my point is Parvati did not quit. What did she do next? She thought, okay, well, if he's not going to notice me and and ask me to marry him, I'm just going to, like, do my own thing here. And she went into her own deep practice, and she just started to practice alongside Shiva. She lived on the mountain. She became the dedicated yogini. She became so committed to her own practice. And she, for the sake of being around her beloved, and now this, this got Shiva's attention. He started to notice that there was this other presence doing sadhana with the same level of commitment that he was. There was this woman, this mortal, this yogini, practicing alongside him. But he was smart. He, you know, he he didn't want to be bothered. Um, he didn't, he he had his practice. He you know, he was doing his thing, he had his own ambition, he was withdrawn from the world, uh, but he, he, you know, he 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 noticed how committed she was and, and you know, that, that affected him. He, he was impressed with that. But at the same time, he, he wasn't looking for a, a lady, he was focused. 
so he thought, well, she's doing so great. I'm going to just try and like talk her out of it. I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I don't want her investing her time in the wrong ways. Um, I, 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 you know, I'm just going to try and talk her out of it. So he took, this went through various iterations, folks, too. He took various different forms to talk to poverty and tell her all the reasons why she was wasting her time. She should give up, go back down the mountain, go find some prince and live happily ever after. Very compelling arguments, by the way. And she just wouldn't have it. She did not quit. She did not give up. No matter which form she ever took to tell her the same story, honey, look, this dude, he's just not that into you. She wouldn't have it. She would not have it. She knew like she knew like she knew that this was her path and she was going to do what it took to make it happen. No matter how many people, things, ideas, situations tried to dissuade her, she was persistent. And guess what? We know what happened, right? I mean, the two of them had a rocky marriage, but they got married. They had some good times. And they had some interesting kids, one who had an elephant head and one who rode a peacock. Not a normal family, but maybe you're an interested, blended family, you know, where you indulge your wacky kids stuff. <laughs> and it went better than his first marriage, like that ended in flames. Boom, boom, tish. That was a joke. That was a sati joke, a bad one. Don't email me hate mail. My point is, ultimately, poverty got what she wanted because she persisted, because she didn't listen to her own self-talk, because she wasn't distracted by the easy way out. She stuck with it like she stuck with it like she stuck with it. So today, folks, I want to share this story with you because if you are feeling like it's time to throw in the towel, if you're feeling like you've done everything you need to do and, and you've done everything you can think of and there's no other way, maybe that's true and it's time to surrender or maybe like poverty shows us it's actually time to radically shake it up and do something different it was very different going from the energy of I'm going to go and give myself to the gods to I'm going to be a servant of God to I'm going to invoke a different God to try and get me what I want to I'm going to just do my shit next to God regardless of the outcome like they're all the different modes that she used to get to to pursue her dharma and to be united with her beloved Shiva. All those, I mean, they're quite diverse <laughs> as far as the skill set goes. So if you are at, if you are like, well, I've got a workshop coming up in January and only three people have registered for it, and I've done posts on Instagram, maybe like poverty shows us if you really want. This workshop to be full, you haven't done all the things yet, right? Maybe you haven't done all the things yet. And it's not to beat you up or make you wrong or say that you're lazy or you don't know what you're doing or any of that. We don't need any of that drama here in this community. But maybe it is time to think laterally. Maybe it is time to um, take a whole different approach like poverty did. Back to the drawing board radically different approach I had a, um, a call with one of my clients yesterday she's got a mini retreat coming up in January she says you know she's only sold three places she's got six weeks to go she's a superstar she's she only wants to sell 10 so she's got seven more to go and seven weeks to sell them I love you guys you're awesome and she says 
I've done this and I've done that and and um and I've only sold three and do you think I should do a Facebook ad? Yes, I think you should do a Facebook ad. Do you think I should send an email to my mailing list? Yes. I think you should send an email to your mailing list. You want to be persistent and find the remaining seven people to come to your workshop? Mix it up. What haven't you done yet that you could try? If you've already tried offering yourself to shiver and it didn't open, like, didn't, not only did he not open the third eye, he didn't open like the first or the second. You were so meh that just nothing happened. Now, she didn't go, oh my God, that's it. He doesn't like me. I'm going to go back down the mountain and marry that guy who won me in a competition. She was like, fuck this. I'm going to figure it out. What else can I do? And so, you know, that get yourself some poverty on. Yes, do a Facebook ad. Yes, send an email. Yes, go talk to people. Yes, to whatever else you can think of if the path of persistence is the one that you're choosing to take. Now, there is a time, and Susan knows this. I know this. I've done it. There is a time to surrender. There is a time to identify, all right, this is not for me. This time, this thing is not going to happen. But that is not, that is to be decided by you. Right, this is the this is the clincher for this, this this podcast for today. You are the one who decides, does something go ahead or not? You are the one who decides, do I surrender or do I persist? And once you have made that choice, you go for it, as my coach would say, like your hair is on fire. Poverty knew like she knew like she knew that she would be the wife of Shiva. Think about it, folks. All right, you're a princess, but you are a human. And back then... Humans and gods did not marry. Pick your own cultural lens and apply it here if you need to bring it home. You're a human and you're like, dang it, I'm going to like marry me God. It's quite ambitious. No one else is doing that, right? And especially, I mean, maybe if God decides to marry you, but not the other way around, you know? <laughs> but she knew like she knew like she knew that it was her story and she was going to go make it happen. And she did. And she did. Persistent. And not just like slogging away at the same thing. She didn't just sit there year after year after year going, hey, baby. She tried, hey, baby. It didn't work. So then she tried devoted attendant. Didn't work. Then she tried invoking other deity didn't work and went quite badly for other deity. Then she tried, I'm going to just be here on my own mission. Bingo, bango. She got it. Even though still Shiva tried to talk her out of it. She stuck with it. Persistence. So where in your yoga business or maybe folks in your asana practice, could you use a little more persistence? Where may you have given up on yourself or your goals? Where may you have actually told yourself that you're doing all the things, but actually that's BS? Maybe that's actually BS. Maybe you're not doing all the things. You know, where are you going, oh, I've only got three people coming on a Wednesday and I've tried so hard. I, I love you if that's the t story you're telling yourself. I know what that's like. I've been there. I was there like six weeks ago. I'm doing all the things and it's just... Okay, and you have a pity party and then try something else. If you know that something is your dharma, if you know 
You are meant for it. Figure it out. Make it work for yourself. I have the most amazing woman who's been working with me for the past year, yoga teacher uh, and other does other things as well, been traveling around Australia and, and working for me. I'm so, so lucky. And one of the things that she was, she and her boyfriend that are here out here from uh, Italy and interning for me. So lucky, amazing, Ludo. You're such a special person. And um, and one of the things that they had to do so that they could stay in Australia and keep doing their gorgeous thing, going around in their van and, and loving on Australia, was go get 60 days of work on a farm somewhere in Australia. And I didn't know this, but it turns out that whole system, that whole visa system, is kind of corrupt, corrupt. But Ludo, she's fabulous. She's a yogi. She's not down for that sort of stuff. And so she was committed to finding a farm that would take her and her and her beautiful boyfriend for this 50-whatever days of work. This woman sent out over 300 resumes. Can you imagine? To find herself anywhere in Australia. And in case you've lost the memo, Australia is the same size as the United States of America, not including Alaska. It's fucking big. Now, we've got the size, we've got the population of California. We're spread out. We like our space, goddammit. But it's a big place. And if you've got a van that doesn't do more than 80 Ks an hour, it's a big commitment to say, we'll go anywhere. Just make it happen for us. This woman was persistent. She emailed me the other day to say, they've got themselves some work. They're going to fucking BFE Australia to make it happen. Like, persistent. I love it. If you think that you've done everything, maybe you need to... Think like Ludo, think like poverty and think, what could I do different? That didn't work, but it doesn't mean it's the end of the road. I'm going to find my, I'm going to meander. I'm going to course correct. I'm going to persevere because I know that I am meant for this. And when you know that you are meant for this, when you truly know that you are meant for something, there is always a different way to achieve the goal that you're looking for. So a loving shout out to anybody who is feeling stuck or defeated or anybody who is telling themselves that they have done everything. I promise you, you haven't. Now, sometimes the next step might be to surrender and let go, and that's okay. But if you know that it's not the right path for you, there is always something else that you can try. Today on the podcast, folks, the power of persistence. Where can you get some of that poverty energy Bring it into your business, your asana practice, your life, <laughs> your dating life. If you're in a poverty moment, God damn it, he will be mine. How many rom-coms are based on that poverty story? Think about it. Before Matthew McConaughey actually started acting, that's all he did. You know it. Let's do a shout out before we finish up today. A couple of things, folks, before we finish up today. I just want to say a massive hello. I'm really enjoying um, all of the people who are who all of the people who are connecting with me on Instagram, thank you so much, folks. Loving all of your messages. Um, really, Jesse, right? I'm really loving talking to you and all the work you're doing. I want that pelvis manual. You better believe it. Anyone else who's hitting me up on Insta, you want to get some uh, like micro coaching from me? Someone after the podcast last week sent me a, a message on Insta about the book I was recommending, the Yoga Nidra book. Love hearing from you. DM me on Insta. Amy Yoga Biz Coach is me. Love hearing from you. Love getting me some mail on the gram. Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Let me know. The other exciting thing I'm going to share before we finish up today. I am so excited about this. In case you missed the memo. Growing Your Yoga Business 2019 is now open for registrations. If you don't know what that is, 
It is my signature yoga business training program. It is a six-month group training program. It's live. I teach it to you. It's all the things you need to know to have an abundant yoga business taught to you through the lens of yoga. So if you like the idea of learning about how to run a successful business, because I'm going to tell you a whole bunch of yoga stories, that's what this program is about. If you feel like you've been struggling in the wilderness, maybe like Ramina, you're right at the beginning of your journey, or maybe you're further down the road. Maybe like Chandra, you've got a home-based studio, but you're not getting the numbers you want. Or maybe you've been hiring halls for years, and now your kids are in high school, and you're finally going to make a go of it. Or maybe you've got a studio, and you just feel like it shouldn't be this goddamn hard. Growing your yoga business is, like I said, it's a six-month training program with me and a group of amazing yoga teachers from all over the world to take you through everything you need to know to have an abundant yoga business. If you are ready to move from struggling yoga teacher hobbyist to abundant yoga business owner, please go check out GYYB. You can find it at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz. Now, the, it's, an, it's eight modules. There's live trainings. There's training videos. There's workbooks. There's a great community. All, go look at all of the stuff that makes it up hundreds, literally now, hundreds of people have graduated from this program and they are doing exceptional things all over the world. It is the bee's knees. I feel very confident talking about it in such terms because of the success stories that I see coming out of this program. Uh, We are doing an early bird on the registration. Haven't done this before. So if you like the idea of saving 25%, The early bird registration is available through until the end of December. So you've got another couple of weeks. Get yourself registered for 25% off. Nice. Go check it out at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz. When you go over to that page, you will see truckloads of testimonials. And there are videos as well as ones that you can read of teachers who have done the program talking about what they got as um a result of investing in themselves and their businesses in that way. I promise you that it's been a game changer, literally, for hundreds of yoga teachers at this point. This will be our fifth round of GYYB, and it is only getting better. New content, new modules, um, super, super exciting stuff, folks. Please go take a look if you are ready for your yoga business to actually be sustainable abundant, where you feel in control of it, where you don't feel overwhelmed, where you know exactly what to do and what not to do, check out the program, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash growing your yoga biz. We are now open for registrations and all this month we have a 25% saving with the early bird registration. Can't wait to see who is going to sign up and join us. Alice is here from Cambridge. Hey, Alice. All right, folks, that's us for the week. Uh, if you have any questions about GYYB, hit me up on Insta or send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks, everybody, for uh, all of your sweet notes about the podcast. I, honestly, um, it makes the biggest difference to me to uh, hear from you. Um, it's me that gets those. So <laughs> the real, you know, actually me. Um, and I and I really value it. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you, as always, if you ever have any ideas, um, oh Susan, sorry folks, I'm interrupting myself. I just know Susan's in Berlin. Oh, go to Yoga Circle. Go study with Sharada Davy, former client of mine. Fabulous, 
äh, Yoga Studio in Berlin, Plasnaburg, Gimmel, es ist ganz gut. <lacht> oh, yay, have fun, Susan. Have fun, feel Spaß. Good for you. Yay, I love me some Berlin. Uh, so, folks, um, if you have any questions about the podcast, uh, so if you have any topics for the podcast, rather, if um, there's anything that you're working on that I could support you with, we love getting podcast suggestions. So always, you know, hit me up on Insta or email me uh, if you have a topic that you'd like me to cover for a podcast in the future. Everybody who's been here with me live, super fun. Thank you so much. Take care, folks. I'll speak with you all again next week. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that fabulous Yogi Superstar. Want more from me? Subscribe to this podcast or follow me on Insta at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Talk again soon.